stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. to another Dodgers Nation roundtable, our sixth of the year. Got the best team of the bunch here, the best four hitters you're going to see. I got Clint Pasillas of the Blue Heaven podcast to my right. To my left, Dodgers dugout zone, Doug McCain. To his left, Mr. Brooke Smith, also of the Blue Heaven podcast, respected journalist, Brooke Smith. So, fellas, the Dodgers dropped two of three against the Pirates, but before they did that, they were playing the Cubs over the weekend, and Walker Buehler with another outstanding, outstanding game. His first three starts of the year, a little uneven, but right now he has a 1.96 ERA. You could argue he's been one of the best starters of all time through his first 100. He has the lowest whip in his first 100 career starts since 1901. He has the fourth lowest ERA, 2.70, in his first starts, first 100 starts since they lowered the mound in 1969. Mr. Brook, what at this point is more likely, Walker Buehler winning his first Cy Young this season or Freddie Freeman winning his second league MVP? Ooh. I say that like I don't know the question is actually coming to me right now. But uh, I, I don't know, man. I said it before the season started. We make our season predictions before things go off on the Blue Heaven podcast. Check us out on Mondays every uh, 7 o'clock on Mondays, usually, generally speaking. TPD up to me here. I said it. We never remember what we said when we do these things. We always forget. No one ever goes back and checks. But I said Walker Buehler will win his first Cy Young Award this year. So I feel like I got to stick with that. It does feel like he's getting better as the season goes on. It kind of looked kind of flat when he first came out. Now we're at a point now where he comes out and you pretty much expect him to win. He's going to hug six plus innings. It's going to be strong. He's going to strike out a bunch of guys because that's what he likes to do. I'm, I'm all aboard the, the Walker Bueller Cy Young train, man. And uh, in terms of Freddie Freeman, like, he could, you know, he could put up MVP numbers, but he's got a lot of competition this year. There's yeah. a lot of dudes that are just crushing the ball around the league. You got, like, Manny Machado, who's going God mode right now. I mean, even somehow Eric Hosmer has a better <laughs> WRC plus than him right now, which is just really odd to me. So, I'm I think the this, odds are stacked against him. I'm going to put it on tape right now. Eric Hosmer is not going to win a National League MVP. I'm willing to bet a lot of money that he will not win the yeah. National League MVP ever again. Hot take city right there. Clint, what about you? Walker Buehler winning a Cy Young or Freddie Freeman winning the MVP? Which is more likely? I, I feel Freddie, Freddie winning an MVP is more likely because he's done it. He's done it before. That means something to these voters. Walker Buehler has a lot of competition with arms in the National League. Uh, we didn't think Corbin Burns was going to win a, a sigh last year, and he did. It's anybody's ball game there. I th- <laughs> he did. Looking at you, Craig Council. But, uh, yeah, to the question. Freddie is more likely. Both of them, I say no. Mookie's my MVP, by the way. So if it's the MV free versus the MVB, I would agree with Clint. I think that I put my money on Freddie Freeman having a better chance of winning that MVP just because, one, you're seeing the narrative there. If he comes to Los Angeles, you're seeing what he's been able to do. He's been a doubles machine. He's right now leads the Dodgers in OPS. He's been has a, had a big impact really on the team, too, from a leadership standpoint. He's heard about all these players talking about using all fields and learning from Freddie Freeman. So there's that aspect as well. But when you talk about Walker Buehler, if he wants a 
another bag, he has more incentive to win that Cy Young because he has an escalator in his contract. If he wins a Cy Young, he p- brings home an extra $1.125 million. If he finishes second, it's like 625000 So I think when it comes to both the MVP and the NL and the Cy Young, it's still wide open right now. Rodon's gotten off to a nice start, Merrill Kelly. But I think when it comes to Walker Buehler, I wouldn't even put him ahead of his own teammate in Clayton Kershaw because I think Clayton Kershaw, when you look at the narrative, the hot start of him, I mean, look, it's a great problem to have, but I just think that Freddie Freeman, he's going to be consistent throughout the year. I think Walker Buehler will be as well, but I just like what I've seen from Freddie, and I would put my money on Freeman. All right. Well, speaking of doubles machines, Justin Turner on Tuesday against the Pirates hit three doubles, recorded four RBI. Didn't have a great day uh, on Wednesday, but are you guys buying or selling that this is the start of a Justin Turner hot streak, Mr. Clint? <clears throat> I got to sell. I think... Uh... I think we're not going to see a real Justin Turner hot streak until they get the juiced baseballs back in the game. I think that's changed his game a lot and his approach with the launch angle, with the attack. It might need to uh, might need to change a little bit. So no, no hot streak. Okay. No for the red dream. The red dream. Uh, you look at his like career arc and what he does beginning of this end of the season. It's kind of like this. And then it comes back up when the playoffs start because he's that guy in the playoffs. He's just that guy, buddy. He's old. (laughs) Things change when you get a little bit older. The DH opportunities are there for him. I've said it before. I'll say it again. He's going to be the most DH person at the end of this year, and he should be. But I do think that's going to help him a lot. I think June is his hottest month of his career always, pretty much Mm -hmm. every single time. Um, so I think that you're going to see that rise from him. I think you're going to see him get back to where he normally is. I don't know that necessarily it's going to be like a crazy hot streak or anything like that. You might see him hit like close to 300 in June and kind of even out his numbers a little bit. But he is what he is right now. You talk about the baseball, the dead ball being a thing. I don't think the power is going to be there for the rest of his career if that's the case. And if, if that's what's happening, he is mm-hmm. going to have to adjust. But I think you're going to see, you know, not to sit on the fence too much here, but I think you're going to see him put up pretty – average numbers which is better than what he's putting up right now to start the year because he's looked horrible to start the year but if you can get him back near average that's all you can really ask for yeah, at get this him point. average he's sitting in that six seven hole you know again he's old keep him lower in the lineup you're in a good spot let's will, will smith be healthy he's a that three four five whatever he's hovering around a career ops of like 900 during the month of june so do with that what you will if he's gonna have a hot streak it's gonna come yep. some point this month next month and that's probably all you're going to get. Selling the hot streak, buying a lukewarm hot streak over here. All right. So over the weekend, Chris Taylor admitted his right elbow. It's not feeling 100%. That is the elbow that he had a procedure done to remove bone chips and loose pieces. Not what you want to hear. He played today, but he did foul ball off his knee earlier this week against the Pirates. How worried are, are we about Chris Taylor considering the fact that he has a 7.10 OPS this season and a 38.8% K rate uh, entering play on Wednesday. Doug, you worried about CT3. What's your level of concern? I wouldn't say it's too high. I think this kind of comes with the territory when it comes to Chris Taylor. You have to just ride these slumps, try to keep them as minimal as possible. But look, that's just how it is. I mean, you mentioned his K percentage, bottom 2% of the league right there. He is striking out more than he did last year. But still, even last year when he made the All-Star team, struck out at a 28% clip. So he's a guy that does strike out. It just comes with his swing, goes with that launch angle. But the strikeouts are a problem. I think it was like 41 strikeouts, 84 at bat, something like that the last time I checked. But as far as his health is concerned... I think he's a guy that you have to kind of save from himself because he is a warrior. He loves to be out there. He loves to compete. And I think you have to do what's best for him. Give him a couple of days off. Let him get right because he's clearly going through something at the plate. 
So level of concern, 1 to 10, 10 being the highest, 1 being the lowest. Where are you at with CT3? I would say CT3. Well done. Uh, yeah. Well done. I see what you did there. I see oh, what you wait, did there. I got it. There it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, uh, there, I mean, Dino Ebel said it in January that CT3 plays injured a lot without anybody knowing. And I, I do agree with you. I think a lot of people are scratching their heads this morning, um, seeing him on the lineup card, and especially when they don't have a next, another off day until next Thursday. Uh, that is something to keep an eye on. Clint, what are your thoughts on Mr. Chris Taylor? I'm not too concerned about it. He has his up and downs. You know what you're going to get out of this guy at the end of the season. Uh, the numbers still look good. He He's a gamer. He's going to be in there, and he's going to find a way to get on base. He's going to definitely find a way to strike out a whole bunch. Not really concerned. I'm going to go two on that concern. CT2. Red turn two. CT, yeah. Okay. Yeah. CT2. All right. Rapid Tommy. fire here to get us all out of here. Rapid fire questions. The Dodgers will be in Philadelphia next week. They just played in Chicago. Which is the more overrated city food? Philly cheesesteaks or Chicago deep dish? Brooke. Oh, I got a lot of strong wow, opinions that's on a this. Tea I got up. a lot of strong opinions on this. Fresh off of a Chicago trip. Chicago, I love you. You got weird alcohol laws, first of all. If you can't sell me a beer at uh, 9 o'clock in the morning, well, I don't want to go there. Weren't you trying to buy a White Claw? That's not a beer. It's a good hangover drink, though, first thing in the morning to like get you keep you going. You know, It's a nice it's little like, soft roll into the next yeah, day, yeah, like yeah. a tuck and roll, if you will. Soft yeah. landing spot, like, soft, like Pittsburgh was supposed to be. Soft landing hair of the dog. All yeah. right, so that. here's the thing. I tried three different deep dishes on Sunday, got them all together to compare all of them because I wanted to have a very pizza moment for myself. <laughs> And what I came to, the conclusion that I came to is that Chicago deep dish pizza is highly overrated. It is not good. It's lasagna. It's a thing that the best part about deep dish pizza, in my opinion, is the 45 minutes that you're waiting for it when you get to drink pitchers of beer. And there's nothing nothing better than drinking pitchers of beer. So if you're saying which one is more overrated, I've had Philly cheesesteaks in Philly, too. They're good. I like Philly cheesesteaks. I like, you know, those hot sandwiches. I like that kind of deal. Mm -hmm. So I think those are good. But uh, Chicago deep dish, you know, I'd rather just get a hot dog over there or something. It's just not worth it. So a lot of Cubs fans are going to be on me and a lot of pizza fans because people feel very strongly about pizza. Domino, yeah. Domino's pizza is better than Chicago deep dish. Sponsor. <laughs> not, a, not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Mr. Clint? You really, you really want me to go in on this? Well, you have such strong contrarian food opinions that this is – I literally wrote this question, one for Brooke Listen. two for you. The thing about Chicago deep dish pizza is, one, it is about the experience, and two, it is about being able to tell other friends who aren't currently having Chicago deep dish pizza. Guess what? I am currently having Chicago deep dish pizza. It's fun. It's a good time. You don't want to eat it that much. That's, that's like a twice a year max. It's, 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 an, it's a lot. It's a lot of a – that's a day. So more overrated than Philly cheesesteaks. Uh, yeah, why not? I feel like you're a cheesesteak guy. I do enjoy me some you like uh, hot sandwiches. I mean, it's meat. Yep, it's cheese and it's bread. Where do you go wrong? And That's throw in some veggies. That's what also is. Listen, <laughs> listen. Getting tired of your crap. <laughs> uh, Doug, what's your gastronomical preference? Which is more overrated? I mean, I've had the best Philly's cheesesteak you can have. It's the Subway Philly cheesesteak. It's actually also the only Philly cheesesteak I've always, I've ever had too. So there's that. When it comes to Chicago deep dish, I've also had it once, and it was in Arizona with my friend Brooke. So oh, no. I don't think I can answer this question that well because I haven't had like the tradition. Like I've had New York pizza, I could say it's fire, right? But I don't think I can offer the most astute observation on well, this you guys one. Went to yeah. yeah. What were your thoughts? How did you feel about that compared I mean, to a Domino's? Like my whole thing with the deep 
just like, when does my teeth actually seek into? I feel like I'm, you know, sinking my teeth into like a mile of like marinara sauce. I'm like, where is the actual pizza uh, at this point? You gotta you have know, a bunch of cheese and a bunch of pepperoni. It almost, you, you, know what a, you know what a Chicago deep dish almost looks like to me? It's almost like an above ground pool. You know what I mean? It's like an above ground pool with like marinara and like pepperonis. But honestly, though, I'm a big cheese guy, which is probably understandable, but I'm a big cheese guy. It's and the thing cheesy. is, when it comes to feel exactly right, it ain't easy being cheesy. But no, when it comes to the Philly cheese, I'm a, I, I, I don't know if you guys, I, there's only one food I don't like, and it's mushrooms. And I know they pack those Philly cheesesteaks with mushrooms, and I'm telling you, mushroom, that's the food of the devil. So that's why I would say Philly cheesesteak is more overrated, even though I haven't had a quality one of each. You know how, as a Burger King that says, have it your way? Yeah. You could tell them you don't want mushrooms. Yeah, you but. You could use your voice. You can tell them that you don't Can want you really something. do that? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. It's right. a food's place. Next time, that's why I like Subway because they made me the best Philly. They're I mean, known for their you, best. Yeah, you basically made that Subway. Yeah, sandwich. I made that. Yeah, yeah. I should got paid. Okay, yes, you you commissioned the artist, the sandwich artist, to make you that yeah. piece of Renaissance cheesesteak. And this is when Doug got eliminated from the non-baseball questions. <laughs> I couldn't disagree more. I think Chicago deep dish is absolutely incredible. And I think both, both foods have a very strong goo factor. Both are very gooey. However, Chicago deep dish is absolutely incredible. Shout out to Cherie. Uh, look, I like Philly cheesesteaks too. Been to Philadelphia like, like Brooke. I've had both the famous spots that are literally across the street from each other. I don't want cheese whiz on my food. Sorry, Philadelphia. Ah, Chicago, yeah. Philly cheesesteaks are overrated. Chicago deep dish is properly rated. Now, second question. We're going to keep it on the food. Apparently, I was hungry when I wrote these last night because I just starved to death in this office by myself late at night when Brooke leaves me here and doesn't watch hockey with me. Yeah, you could have had Yuka's burritos with us right now. But no, you opted to eat your... I had corn nuts instead from the liquor store. It was sad, like a a lonely little kid. All right. Shout out to Corn Nuts. Sponsor us. Uh, You're only allowed to eat one condiment on your Dodger Dog for the rest of your life. What is it, Doug? Mustard. Okay. Clint. Mustard. (laughs) Very simple. I'm going to be the guy that dips it in beer. (laughs) <laughs> Shout out Oh wow yeah. Alright Onion, no, Onions we, for me Because I'm a weirdo We are releasing you From your contract I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a mustard guy yeah. I don't like, Onions second I don't, like, my second. I don't okay. like ketchup On my hot dogs you, so. you know You got onions just, In the Freddie Freeman spot Yeah 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 If you're stuck With just onions though Like straight yeah. onions like, Yeah Well you see But the nice thing like about Are they grilled No no We're talking about The turny, the turny onions Oh but see, the nice thing is at Dodger Stadium, if you get the wrong one that's been there for two days, it has some juice to it, and that will give you the moisture that you really need. Or you could also get it through beer on the bun. All right, our final question, sponsored Moist. by Gear Up LA. Incredible clothing website. Make sure to check it out. Tons of great gear on there, as we all know. Favorite spot for a drink before a Dodgers game? Dodger Stadium does not count. Clint. Frank McCourt's parking lot. Try again. That's illegal. <laughs> uh, my house... Because I am cheap. I don't like going to places. I have, as, as I've said on these shows before, I hate Los Angeles. I hate parking. I hate trying to park. And I hate parking nine blocks away and walking. Not a big-time walking guy. It tells. It shows. It's out there. I'm not hiding it. I thought you liked to go places to drink, though. Listen, a bar, there's a parking lot to drink at that bar that I'm going to. I go to crappy bars, and you have a good time. Uh, I, I'll drink on the freeway on the way there. You know, okay, we're gonna count that as a DNQ. Uh, Doug, driving drunk, classic. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think you buy the the big uh, you know hard 
Shell, is this good? Jugs. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do that. I would say, you know, <laughs> crushing some tall boys in the backseat. But if I had a name a place, I would say the shortstop. They got that nice little wall in the back where you get the, the PBR and the gym beam. You drink that, get a little lit, and go to the game, and get, you know, that's how it goes down. So I'll probably say the shortstop, but preferably backseat of uh, my 96 Corolla or something like that. You know, just <laughs> crushing some brew. He drives a Lexus, for the record, and a Tesla sometimes. Uh, Brooke. Sometimes, sometimes both at the same time. Lexus, Tesla. Now, Brooke, you're a guy that gets about town. You were a guy that likes going out for a drink. Oh, you a whore? You're a, guy, you're a guy that enjoys a good time. You just talked about buying a White Claw at 10 in the morning in Chicago. What is your favorite spot for a drink for a Dodgers game when you're going to the stadium? <laughs> I get around town. I like that. Yeah, That's yeah, a good yeah. one. I get around all of L.A., apparently. Yeah. Uh, either DNHQ, because oh. it's literally you know, right, oh, it's on the way. right there. It's on the way. I can stop by, steal beers from the fridge, drink by myself. Have a bud. Have a bud uh, hat. Or uh, Angel City Brewery. Yeah. Or Arts District Brewery down there. They're fun. Angel fun to hang out down there. They got a parking lot. They do, they do have, have a parking, parking lot. lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, That's the biggest thing, parking lots. Highland Park Brewing for me, great spot, five really minutes spot. away from the stadium. Yep. Always have some great beers on tap, great atmosphere, ton of Dodgers fans there. El Compadre is a nice second as well for me. He got paid to read that. Kaboom. All right, folks, that's it. Thank you very much for watching our Dodgers Nation Roundtable. Please make sure to subscribe, rate, review to the channel. Really helps us all out here, uh, especially Doug, because, you know, Doug lives for YouTube. So thank you as always, and we will see you next week. Don't drink and drive, kids. stadium their silence is deafening 136 israelis are still being held hostage by hamas bring them home home. 